Hi everyone, this is the Female Confidence Coach podcast. I'm Chrissy Hiller. I'm the Female Confidence Coach and I'm back everyone. I am back. I took a little break. It was a bit of an unplanned break. Um, It was unannounced. But as most of you know, I left my corporate job uh, on the 21st of September and therefore the two weeks before that were a bit crazy and I got a little bit overwhelmed and I want to always deliver you quality content and so I thought it was best to step back until I had the headspace and the capacity to do that and that leads me nicely into the topic of today's podcast, which is that mindset is everything. And this podcast was um, inspired by a conversation that I had with one of my clients recently. And she said to me, I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. And this was in relation to her being more organised and planned and tracking her food consistently. Because these were the the couple of things that were really slowing her down. Um, Slowing her down in her progress. Now, she trains really hard in the gym. She does classes as well. She gets her steps in. She drinks her water. She tries her hardest to manage her step uh, stress and, you know, um, and does what she can to get great sleep as well. But her food isn't where it needs to be. And that's for two reasons. The first reason is that she plans and shops for everyone else in the house except for herself and she doesn't track her food consistently. And the two together mean that she often snacks and grazes through the day. And, you know, in her head, while she might be having 100 calories here and 150 calories there, actually, those calories add up. So for all the effort that she's putting into movement, she isn't seeing results because the key to fat loss is nutrition. Full stop. I've said this before. Yep, other things help. Moving your body definitely helps. You know, sleeping well, reducing stress, drinking lots of water. They all help, but your nutrition needs to be on point. I've said it before. You can't out-train a bad diet. And this is where mindset comes into play. This is, you know, this is not my client's inability to use my fitness pal. It's not an inability to um, be planned and organised. It might not be her natural preference, but she has to do it at work. She absolutely can do it. Um, This is absolutely a mindset thing. And, you know, on chatting this through with her, she agrees that she's already meal planning and shopping for the rest of the family. So in theory, there's no reason for her to be adding on what she wants onto onto that. She's already making the kids pack lunch in the mornings. So why not prep her lunch for herself too? And she's already cooking for the family at night. 
So why is she not adapting that meal to suit her? She's pescatarian, by the way. This isn't because I've told her she has to eat completely differently um, to the rest of the family. But she just needs to make a few tweaks so that she can adapt a portion of that meal and eat with them. So what's stopping her? Well, this is a really good question. Um, And, you know, there's no physical reason we've talked it through there's no physical reason why she is she is stopping herself from being able to do this there's no reason there's no actual reason that is in the way and stopping her what is stopping her is herself that's the only thing the only person that's in her way And the only way to get to the bottom of it was to ask her some tough questions, which is what I've done. And I thought, you know, because this is something that comes up often with the people that I coach, I thought it would be really helpful to talk about some of the common barriers that come up in this situation. So let me start. I'm, I'm hoping that if any of these are things that you come up against, you can relate and this will be helpful for you. So let's go into the first one. So are you telling yourself that you can't dot, 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 dot? So this is a really dangerous and vicious cycle to get into. And I've talked about you know, on my social media, on the podcast before, the stories that we tell ourselves. The problem is we believe the story that we're telling ourselves. I can't lose weight. I'm always going to be like this. The only way I can lose weight is to do herbal life. I've only ever been slim as a teenager. I can't go to the gym. I can't run. I'm just not built for it. And if we constantly tell ourselves these things, then they will consistently be our truths. And they can in turn lead to being your excuses, your get out of jail free card. Oh, well, I'm never going to get to my goal anyway, so screw it. Well, my invitation to you is change the story change the narrative, flip it around, create a positive statement out of that negative statement that you have been telling yourself for God knows how many years. So I can never lose weight becomes I'm making choices and actions that will improve my health. I, I can only lose weight on herbal life can become yes I have le- I have lost weight on herbal life but I'm now learning how to fuel my body with the food it needs to be healthy so flip it around completely 180 it I learned that trick recently on a journaling workshop it was fabulous okay the next one Not seeing progress quick enough, especially on the scales, aka the sad step. So 
This is a really tricky mindset and comes from years and years of being conditioned to think that the only measure of progress is scale weight. And bless our mothers and grandmothers because, you know, that's what they knew. That's what they knew. And, you know, if we think down to the the very basics of things like Slimming World and Weight Watchers, you know, you walk into the room, you stand on the sad step and they tell you whether you've lost weight, you've stayed the same or you've gained weight. You know, they don't talk about have you lost inches? They don't talk about your body fat. They don't talk about your progress pictures. So, you know, this is a drum that I bang over and over again and I'm going to do it some more today. (laughs) You know, scale weight is a great indicator over time that we're going in one direction or another but is it but it's not and never will it be the only measure of our progress and that's for a few reasons so our scale weight the weight of our bodies when we stand on that stat, stand on that sad step in our bedrooms will fluctuate daily and can depend on so many things it can depend on the food you ate yesterday it can depend on how hydrated you are how well you slept by the way i had a client a few months ago who got her best night's sleep in months and woke up the next day and she'd lost a couple of kilos it can depend on how your toilet habits have been the last um, few days it can depend on where you are in your menstrual cycle another of my clients weighed herself the day before so she spoke to me one day and weighed then weighed herself a couple of days later which just so happened to be the day before her period was due and she weighed something crazy like nine pounds more just because she was due on could you imagine if that was the only time you weighed yourself that month was the day before your period and you'd been doing all this hard work oh my gosh it would just be soul destroying that's not body fat that is it's impossible for that to be body fat in a couple of days it's impossible for it to be you know for a couple of pounds to be body fat overnight So our bodies naturally fluctuate and if you don't believe me, I invite you to spend a month weighing yourself daily and writing it down and just look at the patterns. Most people fluctuate, myself included, I fluctuate between, you know, there's a two kilogram difference all the time. It's an interesting experiment to do. Instead, Focus on how you feel, on your energy, on your mood. Take pictures, take measurements using a tape measure. Use the snug pair of jeans that you love but haven't been able to get into for, you know, however long. But also realise that progress takes time. There is no quick fix and anyone that promises you that there is, are lying to you okay that cliched saying of it's a marathon not a sprint is so so true if you tried to sprint a marathon you would end up very very ill and very very sore 
this is a this is a journey and maybe if you've only got a couple of pounds to lose maybe your journey is shorter but you know if you really want to make long lasting changes in your life and i'm not just talking about you know dress sizes or scale weight i'm talking about becoming a healthier more energetic happier person these things take time and it's a process And one of the most important parts of the process is to learn to love it. Learn to love the process. And that's why on my programmes, no food is banned. There are absolutely no prescriptive, rigid diet plans, meal plans. I don't give out meal plans. And I encourage my clients to move in ways that they enjoy. So you know there are there are absolutely ways of moving your body that are optimal and it will depend on your goals but if swimming and spinning are your bag and that's what's going to make you happy and that's what's going to make you move your body then that's what you do and if you don't like what you're doing you're not going to want to do it and that's not to say that the journey is always going to be easy okay, is not always going to be enjoyable. There will be bumps in the road, but enjoying the process, enjoying what you're learning about food, enjoy, you know, trying different ways of eating, trying different meals, enjoy trying different exercise and finding the thing that you love. Enjoying it makes those bumps smaller, okay? but there's no quick fix. Next one, one bad meal or bad day and you write off the rest of the week, okay? So I wanna give you an analogy here. You're driving down the road, you get a flat tire. Do you then get out of the car and slash the rest of your tires? No, because that would be crazy. So let's apply this to your goal. Okay, so you eat a bag of Haribo or you accidentally drank a whole bottle of wine when you only meant meant to have a small glass or you miss the gym or your walk for that day. So many people take that to mean that they should write off the whole day or week or month just because they've had one meal off plan. And that one meal off plan is not going to wreck your progress because think about my previous point. This is a journey. Progress is not overnight. You know, you might, it might take you a couple of weeks to start seeing and noticing a difference in your numbers, in how you feel, in how you look. So therefore, if we look at the opposite of that, we know that one meal won't wreck your progress. But your subsequent mindset to that one meal just might wreck your progress. Because by writing off the rest of the day or the rest of the week, you're taking steps backwards. Instead, draw a line under it. Even if it happened at breakfast, let's say you accidentally went to McDonald's and you got 
three Egg McMuffins. I have no idea how many calories are in Egg McMuffins. Maybe you got one Egg McMuffin, one Sausage McMuffin, one Bacon McMuffin. I don't know. Okay, fine. So you you didn't eat the overnight oats you'd prepped yourself the night before because you were driving somewhere, you passed the service station, you decided to get McDonald's breakfast. Okay, draw a line on under it, move on and decide that the next choice you'll make is an optimal one, is one that does move you towards your goals. You don't have to be all or nothing. That's just that you allow your mindset to to create that all or nothing situation. And maybe try implementing rules for yourself. So, okay, I'm allowed one suboptimal meal, but the rest of you know my my day's choices or the next meal needs to be optimal. Or okay, I missed the gym this morning because I was just so tired. Fine, but I'm never going to miss two training sessions in a week. I draw a line under the one. Okay, so we don't need to be all or nothing. We don't need to write off the whole of the day, the week, the month just because of one decision. Because it's it's the time after that one decision that is going to mean the most. It's it's doing the thing you don't want to do. You know, when you've had the McDonald's breakfast, you probably do then feel like just eating a bit of rubbish for the rest of the day, i.e. you might go to Burger King for lunchtime. But it's the decision you make next that is the most important one. Okay, let's move on. Punishing and or rewarding yourself with exercise and food. So really traditionally, we use things like food and alcohol as celebrations. You know, Christmas, Christmas dinner, Easter, Easter lunch, you know, birthday, let's go out for a meal. You've got a new house, let's have a, have a bottle of champagne to celebrate or a new job. That's fine. That's tradition. That's how you know so many cultures celebrate that's healthy but what is less healthy is I've been good all week so I'm going to treat myself to a takeaway because it's Friday or oh it's Friday I made it to the end of the week I'm going to down a bottle of wine and this is where we could end up in a binge restrict cycle if you want a takeaway get a takeaway and own the action and I've talked about this before rather than allowing it to cause guilt because that guilt will then often lead to either over restriction or punishment by exercise as per the previous point just move on have your takeaway if that's what you want but own the decision don't have a takeaway because you made it through the week or because you've been all good all week or because it's Friday have it because you want it and then move on if we punish and reward ourselves we end up creating a really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise you know oh I had a takeaway last night because it was Friday so I better go to the gym on Saturday morning and spend 90 minutes 
on the Stairmaster, which, by the way, would be... I've just about managed 20. Um, But we're creating this really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise, which links to the point I made about enjoying the process. How can you enjoy the process if you're constantly rewarding and punishing yourself? And remember, I've talked about this before as well, my one big rule. You can eat it mindfully. So by that, I mean no standing with your head in the cupboard or the fridge and eating it because that's hiding that you're eating it. You should enjoy it. So, you know, actually chew the food and track it if you're tracking your food. That's my one big rule for my clients. Eat it, enjoy it, track it. Okay, next watch your language and here I'm talking about don't use the terminologies of good or bad food the language you use is so important and this links into the story that you tell yourself as well I always tell my clients there's no good or bad foods really unless it's poison So everything can be enjoyed. Maybe just some of the choices are enjoyed with a little bit more moderation than others, with a bit more caution. So if a client says to me, I had a really naughty dinner or my food was bad this week or I've been really healthy all week. What we're doing is demonising certain foods here. And I will always challenge them on that language. Most people, let's give you an example, would consider avocado on toast a healthy and trendy breakfast. But there are twice as many calories in avocado on toast as there is in jam on the same slice of toast. Yes, the avocado is more nutrient dense. And by that, I mean there is more um, health-related reasons to eat it. It's got more vitamins and minerals in it. It's got more fibre in it. It's got um, really healthy fats in it. And so for your overall health, that's more optimal. It's It's a more optimal option. But it does have more calories. And if fat loss is your goal, then calories are king. Now without drilling down into the nth degree of detail here, am I going to advise you that jam on toast every day is an optimal breakfast? Probably not. But we need to look at the context of your whole day, of your whole week. So here, would we label the avocado good and the jam bad? Or would we label it the other way around? Well, that's my point. Why do we label them good or bad? How about just calling it food, breakfast, fuel? Food, fuel or breakfast that may or might not be optimum for your current goal. And I'd argue that an ice cream on the beach with your kids after a really fun-filled day is not bad. It's part of making your day memorable enjoyable and creating great memories with your family so are you going to label that ice cream bad finally 
I want to get you thinking about, is your goal right for you? Now, only you can answer this. And if you know what you need to do, but you just can't seem to do it consistently, maybe it's time to look at your goal and why that goal is important within the context of your life. Because if it doesn't align with your values, or you're doing it because you think you should, or for someone else, you're unlikely to take the actions to get you to that goal. Okay, you are not going to do the things that you need to do. And by the way, there is absolutely no problem with having a fat loss goal because you want to look better in your clothes. That is fine. You are allowed to be happy with your body. You are allowed to have a health-based goal. You are allowed to have a performance-based goal. You are allowed to have whatever goal you want, but that's the key. It should be a goal that you want, not that someone else thinks you should have or not because you want to fit in with this group or that group. Okay, so to summarise, watch the stories you tell yourself. Okay, flip some of those negative stories around and instead, as my good friend Cece would say, make a mantra out of them, a positive mantra. Progress takes time. Don't rely on one method of tracking. And, you know, don't expect to see miracles in one week. You need to give it a good four weeks. And if it's not working after four weeks, then you need to change something. Don't write off the week for one bad day. Draw a line under it and and choose differently at the next point of decision. Enjoy the process. You need to stop punishing and rewarding yourself with food and exercise. And finally, watch your language. Don't label your food good or bad. Don't label your diet good or bad. You know, and that's another one actually that I should have added in. You know, you're not don't say, oh, I can't, I'm on a diet. Actually, if you again, if you want to, have it, but take accountability for that. Or just say, no, thank you. I, I don't want that. Okay, so if you want help with your mindset, if you want help with getting started on a journey towards a happier, healthier, more amazing you than you already are, then drop me a message because I have space to work with you on a one-to-one basis. And... I am just passionate about helping people. It's what I was put on this earth to do. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please rate and review it. And also share it on your social media and tag me in. I love to see that people are enjoying what I'm what I'm putting out there. Okay, that's me over and out. I hope you have a great week and I will speak to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it and tag me on Instagram at the mum boss method. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Have an awesome week.